You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Welcome to your Canadians Connection on Rocket Sports Radio. This premier hockey podcast, featured on allhabs.net, brings you the latest news, in-depth analysis, and expert commentary about the NHL's most storied franchise, the Montreal Canadiens, hosted by Rick Stevens with Amy Johnson and Chris G. Our team of credentialed journalists provides behind-the-scenes insight on the Canadians, designed to inform, entertain, and engage Habs fans around the globe. We are proud to be the trusted source for all things Habs for more than a decade. This is the Canadians Connection Podcast. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome to the Canadians Connection podcast here on Rocket Sports Radio, keeping you informed, engaged and entertained. We are so glad you're here today for a new episode of the Canadians Connection. Uh, We are, as we said, part of Rocket Sports Radio, also a proud affiliate of the Hockey Podcast Network. Uh, So welcome if you're a newer listener and if you're a longtime listener, welcome back. Uh, My name is Amy Johnson. I'll be your host for the next hour Uh, for episode number 182 of the Canadians Connection. And of course, I'm pleased to be joined in the studio each week by my co-host, who happens to be the editor-in-chief, founder, and president of Rocket Sports. And that would be the one and only Mr. Rick Stevens. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. How are you doing? I'm wonderful. Well, that's good news. I'm having hot chocolate. During the show? During the show. All right, then. It's snowing here today in eastern Pennsylvania. Uh, it's kind of like, it, we're hoping it's going to be like our kind of last hurrah, because um, we have like flowers coming up already here. So, uh, yeah, so a uh, little afternoon hot chocolate. Nice. Uh, with a nod to Canada, since it's Tim Horton's hot chocolate. Beautiful, mail, even. Mail ordered. Wow. <laughs> you're, you're dedicated mm-hmm. to your hot chocolate. Yes, you could say that. <laughs> um, it's going to be a fun show today, I think. Uh, it's a busy show for sure. There is a lot of news to cover. Um, not a lot of trading news. <laughs> but there's, but there's lots of other. You never know when when the dam's going to break, as they say. And well, as I do with every show, particularly on Saturday afternoons here, uh, I've I've got all of the news channels open with one eye on that as we uh as we talk here because you never know this time of year when when something's going to drop um so what are we going to talk about today well we're going to we're going to briefly take you back through what the canadians did uh, as far as their two games this past week uh as they finished out their western road trip we're going to get you caught up on all of the latest roster news um you know injuries who's coming in who's coming out who's playing who's not playing there's actually a lot of roster uh updates to to bring you uh and then we are going to go and take a quick look at the habs prospect report laval while the canadians only played two games this past week laval has played four uh and they've got another one coming today so uh get you caught up on how the rocket have been doing uh in their late recent uh most recent slate of games 
the hot chocolate has my tongue tied. <laughs> Forgive me. Um, and get you caught up on on some prospect news as well uh, from uh, from the Canadians organization. Uh, we've got some quotes of the week to bring to you. Some some audio from a couple of Habs players, which is uh, some pretty pretty interesting statements that they had. Uh, and then it's we- not Jack Eichel. Didn't he have a quote of the week? Uh, I think Jack Eichel had a quote of the century. <laughs> I don't know a which one. Bitter, I- maybe. I liked it though. No, it was it was great. I I mean I feel badly for Jack Eichel. I feel badly that he f- still feels that way about the organization and the fans. Uh, for for the amount of fans that came out and booed him, I thought was a bit. I'm sorry, Buffalo fans, but that was a that was that wasn't right. Biggest crowd of the season, just over twelve thousand, I believe. Just to boo Jack Eichel. Mm-hmm. I mean, come on. Um, yeah, I don't know which one I liked better. The um, I guess they're booing because they wish I was here. Or the it's taken them seven years. Seven years for them to finally actually get into a game. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, good burns, good burns. But no, that's not the audio we're going to hear today. Uh, but we've it, it's equally good. Don't worry. Um, and we've got some hockey news uh, from uh, general hockey, hockey news, but also Canadians related hockey news that we want to get you caught up on as well. That in our second segment, our big topic. It's the calm before the storm. As we said, um, trade deadline coming up, but there's not really any trade news to report yet. Everyone's kind of waiting with bated breath. As you said, Rick, when's the dam going to break? So we're just going to kind of uh, take the temperature of of what's going on league-wide and take a look at really, you know, who those potential trade targets are um, for the Canadians or, or guys that could be traded out, I should say. Um All of that's going to happen in the second segment. Then finally, in segment three, have your say. We're going to let you know uh, all the great content at Rocket Sports that you might have missed this past week. Uh, We're going to uh, hear your responses. The Canadians Connection question of the week. And we, you know, even if even if you're listening to this podcast, even if it's a few days after this podcast has been published, we still want to hear from you on the on the question of the week because we love to hear the feedback. We'll we'll read your responses on a on a future show if need be. So really, the question of the week uh, is going to be who you think the next guy to get traded out of the Montreal Canadiens organization is going to be. Who is it? Who's next up on the trade block that's going to go? Um, we're gonna we're gonna talk a bit about that. We've got some fan and listener emails uh, to to uh, share with you, which are always a lot of fun. And then we'll get you ready for the next grouping of games for the Montreal Canadiens coming up here this week. That's a lot to do. It is. Uh, we should mention, of course. Let's let's not uh, forget that this is an interactive podcast. You can text us anytime via the Rocket Sports text line, including your answer to that question of the week. Uh, the Rocket Sports text line, of course, is five eight five three Rocket. Again, that's five eight five three Rocket. Um, and also, don't forget to follow at Habs Connection on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. That's the those are the social media accounts for this podcast. Uh, also visit our website at canadiansconnection.com. And when you're there, the most important thing to do, subscribe and share. <laughs> Easy peasy, subscribe and share. And uh, we would very much appreciate it. All right. Uh, so, Rick, let's let's first take a look back at what happened this past week. Just two games uh, as they finished out the Western road trip. Uh, first, of course, uh, heading to Edmonton on Saturday night. Our very own Cole was in the building. He was there. He was there, rocking a Cole Caulfield jersey. Ryan Paling no, jersey. No, Ryan Paling jersey. Yeah. Sorry, that's right. That's right. 
I know he's a Cole Caulfield. He's a fan of Cole Caulfield. So. Yes. But he was, but he he also he's he's a big fan of Ryan Paling and ha, yep had the Paling jersey on. I even posted a photo on Twitter with that hashtag Show Your Habs, which uh, we're happy to see. Um, and uh, he he certainly he certainly was entertained. I think uh, as were all Canadians fans, um, even though uh, they they won that one five to two. Uh, but there were not one, not two, but three different goal reviews in that game. And you want to know how many of them went in favor of the Habs? Zero. How many? Zero. Huh. Big fat zero. Um, so, yeah, there was some controversy, that's for sure. Uh, Nick Suzuki uh, with a goal and two assists in that game as well. Suzuki's a kind of, his stick's been waking up a, a bit more lately, uh, which has been good to see. Um, and, uh, yeah, it was, it was an entertaining game. Someone who el- uh, someone else who's been on a roll, uh, that is Arturi Lekkanen. He had a shorthanded goal in that game. Three of the five goals came via special teams, uh, two on the power play. Um, and the Canadians left Alberta with four points, um, which doesn't happen very often. Uh, no, that, <laughs> that does not happen very often, that's for sure. Um, then they headed to the beautiful city of Vancouver, uh, and, you know, people were surprised to see the the win against the Calgary Flames. I think uh, people were also surprised to see a three-goal uh, differential in their victory against Edmonton. But all of that happiness kind of came to an end on, on uh on the night that they played in Vancouver, uh, although it was a good it was a good game for some people. You just mentioned Arturi Lekkanen, three point game for him uh, that night, but it's the first time that the Habs have lost in Vancouver in seven years. And um, well, the reason for that is is uh, the biggest reason is Carey Price wasn't in net. Carey Price is usually lights out in Vancouver, uh, returning to mm-hmm. his uh, home province. And, and uh, he, he just flat out wins in Vancouver. Carey Price not in net. Uh, Sam Montembeau, not, not the best uh, showing in this game. And, uh, and the Canadians, uh, not that it was Montembeau's fault, the Canadians didn't look great either. Uh, Vancouver just uh, dominated parts of this game, mm-hmm. uh, the first and third periods. And uh, the Canadians, maybe they spent, seemed like they were in Vancouver forever. Um, <laughs> and and uh, yeah, four or five days. And, and uh, they didn't look good in this one. No, they didn't. Maybe they had a little too much lobster. We'll mm-hmm. talk about that in a, a minute, little bit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you were jealous. Uh, oh. Lobster. Love the lobster. Um, so the Canadians uh, are back, back in the basement, Rick. They had crept up in the 31st there for a little while in the NHL, but they're back in 32nd, uh, 15, 35, and 7 record overall. Um, so, yes, even though they've been playing some entertaining hockey, as as you and I talked about in the big topic last week, um, it's not getting them very far. So they're back in, they're back in last place. And looking above them... Typically, it's been it's been Arizona most of the season. It's not Arizona anymore. What? It is the Seattle Kraken. Um, who, who they are, play tonight? Who they play tonight? In fact, um, of the bottom five teams, of course, the Canadians being one, um, the there are four other teams, and the Canadians play three of them in the next few days. Well, that'll Seattle, be Philadelphia, and Arizona. So that that bottom 
could there could be some jockeying for position there. Hmm. That'll be fun to keep an eye on. Hmm. Uh, so, um, what's going on with the roster? <laughs> A whole lot. That's the answer to that question. Um, Jake Evans, Paul Byron, both of them, uh, we saw return to the lineup in that game against the Canucks. Um, good to see Jake Evans back, uh, and Paul Byron, uh, Paul Byron back as well. Um, since then, uh, Corey Schooneman has been reassigned to the Laval Rocket. Um, needed to make some room. Um, so Schooneman sent down, uh, to Laval. Uh, he had played eight games, uh, with Montreal. He didn't get there right away though, did he? He did not. He was supposed to, uh, join them in Allentown, uh, to play the Lehigh Valley Phantoms last night. Uh, something, uh, went awry with either paperwork or his flight, something to that effect, uh, and was not able to get his flight to Pennsylvania yesterday. So uh, he is allegedly going to be joining them in Wilkes-Barre today uh, for their final game of the road trip. However, uh, we'll see. We'll see if that actually happened because there's a really nasty, as I as I said at the top of the show, we have a nasty snowstorm here in eastern Pennsylvania, um, and it's it's even worse uh, in our north from where I am is which is where where Wilkes-Barre is. So we'll see if he was able to get his flight in for tonight as well. So they're trying to get Corey Schooneman back to Laval. It just hasn't happened yet. Um, Christian Dvorak practicing with a limited contact jersey. I don't know what color this is, but it's, it's interesting the term that they use um, because usually uh, players practice in Either a no contact, non contact jersey, um, or a, a contact full contact a, a regular jersey yeah. like everybody else wears. This is, uh, as described by the Canadians, a limited, just a little bit of contact, please, jersey. So that's weird. Yeah, it is. It's a little weird. I mean, I'm glad for Christian. Transparency is one thing, but um, I don't know. This is different. <laughs> um, you know, I, glad for for Christian Dvorak that that he's uh, uh, certainly making progress. But that's an interesting interesting way of putting things. Uh, Jonathan Duran practicing with a regular jersey. Uh, however, they've said that there's no date for his return yet. It's it's not that his return is imminent. Um, so he's out of the non-contact jersey, but we don't know. We don't know when he'll be back yet. Uh, Jake Allen also getting closer to a return, but the Canadians have confirmed that he won't play this weekend. Uh, but he is, he is getting a bit closer. The interesting part to this is that, um, in practice, uh, goaltenders, they, they, they're very possessive about their goal, uh, about their nets. Yes, they are. Uh, so the, the starter gets, um, his net, uh, the, the backup gets his, his net. And if there's uh, a, a third person, uh, like when there was a taxi squad, they just kind of wander around and rotate in. Uh, Jake Allen had a net. He had his net, um, in practice and it was Montembeau and Primo, Primo who were sharing the other net. Um, so that says, um, to me anyway, that uh, Jake Allen is getting close. Although, as you correctly said, that uh, he won't be playing this weekend, but can't be too uh, far off if he is uh, taking possession of his net in practice. Either that or he just doesn't like to share. <laughs> that, yeah, maybe that too. <laughs> we never know. Um, speaking of goaltenders, uh, there is a fourth one in the mix. Don't forget, uh, Andrew Hammond. 
Uh, however, uh, we re recall that uh, the whole reason Primo is there uh, rotating in and out with Sam Montembeau is because Andrew Hammond uh, got injured in a game last week, uh, was put on injury reserve, and Primo was called up on an emergency basis. Uh, Hammond, they've said now, has a lower body injury, needs to be reevaluated by doctors. Uh, also, no timetable for his return. Interesting, because there's very little information. We don't know when it happened uh, or, or um, how it happened or what the injury is. Um, and, and when he was placed on IR, um, it was, of course, he has to be out a week. Uh, it wasn't known whether he would be back this week. Obviously not, uh, when there's still a pending reevaluation by doctors. Uh, so it could be that we, we, we might see Jake Allen before Andrew Hammond. Um, then if Hammond comes back, um, you know, th there's going to be a, a lot of goaltenders in the stable. And then add price in on top of that too. Which, yeah, we'll get to. <laughs> we'll get to that in a bit. Uh, one guy that there is not uh, really an update on is David Savard. Uh, he continues to rehab his injury. So uh, no update on Savard. Um, however, there's somebody coming back into the lineup tonight, Rick. Joel Edmondson is allegedly going to make his season debut finally uh, on Saturday night when the Canadians host the Seattle Kraken. Uh, it's been a long road for Joel Edmondson. And, and several false starts. Uh, mm -hmm. We remember at training camp, he's, you know, he's just a day away. Uh, and and it's, it's happened throughout uh, that he's been... Um, rumored to be coming back, but but um, the the Canadians have confirmed that he will be making his season debut in the 58th game of the season. So he's missed uh, 57 games, hasn't played since Game Five of the Stanley Cup Final. Um, it's as you said, a long time coming. He has been involved. Um, he, he has been involved, and and we'll get to that uh, shortly. But. Um, but yes, uh, finally, um, the Canadians expect to have Joel Edmondson against Seattle. With Joel Edmondson coming back into the lineup, guess what? That means no more room for someone who was on the active roster. So who gets removed? Uh, and it is allegedly uh, going to be, it's expected to to be that Cedric Paquette is going to be placed on waivers this afternoon Uh of course, uh, at the time that we're recording this, it's it's before waiver time. So we will see. Uh, but that is the ex expectation is that Cedric Paquette will be placed on waivers today. And I'm not entirely confident that he'll be claimed by anyone. So it could be that he will be uh, making an appearance with the Laval Rocket by next weekend. This um, Cedric Paquette has had no impact. He was signed to, of course, um, meet Jeff Molson's directive. Um, and, um, he, he just hasn't provided any, anything physical, physical, uh, you know, presence, uh, hasn't been there, has been injured a fair bit, um, was expected to help out with face-offs and he's below 30% on face-offs. Um, you know, when you look at the, the Canadians lineup, 23, uh, man roster, uh, you might have said maybe Pizzetta will will return to the Rocket. Maybe Laurent Defan. Defan had a horrible game uh, against Vancouver, and he's um, not expected to play tonight. And and probably the reason why. Um, but it's it's Paquette, not Perot. 
Uh, it's Paquette that will likely go on waivers um, and and has just been a, a huge disappointment this season. For sure. Uh, now, we've alluded to this earlier. Uh, there's all sorts of goaltender news, uh, but the, the, the most important one is n- none other than Carey Price himself. He skated this afternoon, uh, Canadians uh, mentioning that he's making significant progress in his rehab, uh, and it's it's looking more and more likely that Price may return. Uh, two game action before the end of the season. And That's we, exciting. <laughs> it is exciting, and it's an important um, uh, point for the organization. Uh, they want to know, um, you know, Jeff Gordon, uh, Kent Hughes want to know that he's going to be part of uh, the, their transformation, as they're calling it, of the roster. Uh, they want to know what he's going to, uh, if he's going to be able to play next season. So having him in the lineup this season. Uh, would be very important. Um, someone who knows him very, very well is uh, former goalie coach uh, Stefan Waite. Um, and he unequivocal, after watching Price in, in practice, uh, he, was, he was very uh, unequivocal in his uh, statement saying, Carey Price is definitely going to play this season. Uh, how did he come to that conclusion? He said, uh, when you see Carey power push is the term he used uh, between his posts. I can tell you that's a great test for him. Uh, He's improved a lot. He's making, this is a quote, he's making aggressive, solid movements with precision and intensity. Uh, We see that he doesn't hesitate. He makes sudden stops and that's hard on his knees. And we know that swelling has been an issue in his rehab. And apparently he's moved past that point after surgery. Um, Stefan Waite went on to say uh, he goes into his butterfly, he does hip rotations. All of that is not easy for a goaltender who, who's rehabbing. Um, so he, uh, Stefan Waite expects to see uh, Kerry now then, then move on to incorporate game situations into his workouts. We saw him already taking shots uh, this week. And uh, Stefan Waite concludes by saying, all this tells me that Kerry is back and we're going to see him by the end of the season. All right. Well, uh, now that we've got the rosters updated, let's, uh, let's do a little Habs prospect report. This edition of the Rocket Report is brought to you by AHL.Report, your premier source for the Laval Rocket, the AHL affiliate of the Montreal Canadiens. AHL.Report is a proud member of the Rocket Sports Media Network. The Laval Rocket, of course, have been, uh, they haven't just been busy bees the last week. They've been busy bees for the last three weeks. And I'm sure they are looking forward to uh, the fact that once they're done playing uh, later on this evening, they won't play again for almost a week until next Friday. Uh, It's a a much needed break from games for them. Uh, But they did play four times in the last week. Uh, They're uh, currently sitting 26-23-0. Uh, that puts them 16th in the AHL, although third in the North Division. Um, the North Division race between second place and sixth place in the North uh, is is really a matter of a very small differential for numbers. It's a, it's going to be tight here down the stretch. Um, kicked things off uh, with the second half of their back-to-back with the Abbotsford Canucks at home uh, last Saturday with a 3 to nothing shutout. Uh, Kevin Poulin and net for that after they had uh, lost to Abbotsford the night before. Um, then they played uh, Monday night was the last night of their of their homestand and 
head coach J.F. Wool after the game used words like uh, unacceptable uh, to describe uh, this performance. It was an ugly game. Uh, he said there were too many passengers. Uh, this was against the Springfield Thunderbirds and the return of Charlie Lindgren uh, to Laval and uh as we said on the press zone earlier this week, uh, he kind of re, re uh, kind of finished his revenge tour. Uh, he he and the Springfield Thunderbirds beat the Laval Rocket five to two on Monday night. Uh, then Laval headed out onto the road, uh, taking on the Rochester Americans uh, Wednesday night in the first game of the road trip. This was a really dominant win by Laval. Uh, they had. Uh, a beautiful second and third period that 40 minutes really did everything for them and they beat the uh, the Amherst 7 to 2 that night and then last night in Lehigh Valley Lehigh Valley who is massively struggling this year uh could the, will this be a, a preview for the Canadians to play uh Philadelphia this weekend we don't know but uh Lehigh Valley has certainly been struggling they are way at the bottom of of things uh in the AHL and they persevered however and even though Laval had a 3 to 2 lead going into the third period um yet again that those third periods Laval is is having this unfortunate trend of not being able to close games and uh, between a late goal in the second period and then two more goals for the Phantoms in the beginning of the third, uh, three unanswered goals were the, were the Rockets undoing and they lost to the Phantoms four to three. Um, it's becoming a pattern that it is. Uh, not a good pattern. The three, one lead with about five minutes left in the second period. And then another collapse like we've seen, we saw against Belleville and others. Um, it's, it's not a good look for the, for the, Laval Rocket. No, and 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 even Monday night, even though Monday night's game against Springfield wasn't a matter of a third period collapse, you know Jean Francois Ull talked a lot this week about how um, yes, there is absolutely physical fatigue, but every every team is going through it. Every team has a compressed schedule right now, and that it's the mental fatigue that actually concerns him more. That even if your body's tired, your mind has to be sharp every time you take the ice and that and that there's been too many of those kinds of mental mistakes. Uh, and so it's something to to keep an eye on as they as they go through the rest of March and into April if they're hoping to maintain a playoff position. Uh, of course, they finish out that road trip uh, tonight uh, in earlier puck drop. Six o'clock puck drop uh, in Wilkesbury, taking on the Wilkesbury Scranton Penguins, uh, and that will finish out their road trip. Uh, and then they'll head home and have a few days of actual practice, which is not something they've been able to do for at least three weeks. Uh, so be sure to, of course, check out all of the game recaps. We've got full game recaps uh, over at ahlreport.com. Follow at the AHL Report on Twitter, uh, where we bring you uh, live game updates during every game uh, between either myself or Chris G over at the AHL Report, and uh, we'll keep you we'll keep you tuned in on all of the latest going on with the uh, the Habs AHL affiliate down in Laval. A familiar name to the Laval Rocket and Habs fans uh, was defenseman Otto Leskinen. Uh, he has signed a new contract in the Finnish Liga with Tapera Tempere of uh, of the Finnish Liga for the rest of the season, Rick. And um, that's uh, with with world news going on today. That's kind of significant. So Jokerit had withdrawn from the KHL uh, season. Um, and uh, being a, a Finnish-based team, uh, and uh, they had, Otto Leskinen had played 35 games 
uh, for them. Um, and so was looking for somewhere else to play and uh, has, has now moved to the Finnish Elite League and has uh, three goals and an assist, four points in four games uh, that he's played so far. So um, still property of, uh, still a prospect of, of uh, the Montreal Canadiens, 25-year-old defenseman, uh, who looked pretty good. His uh, Actually had a very good season, his 2020-21 uh, uh, season uh, with Laval, and, um, and still a, a name to keep an eye on. A name that uh, has certainly had some news around it in the last season or so, and it's one that everyone uh, certainly has, fans have been keeping an eye on, is uh, Canadians prospect Jordan Harris, uh, currently playing in the NCAA. Uh, you'll recall last year uh, certainly stirred up a little bit of controversy among fans and, and pundits and so forth uh, deciding to, to not leave NCAA hockey to come to the Canadians last year and decided to stay and, and play. Um, so his uh, he's been having a tremendous season and uh, by Hockey East was named best defensive defenseman. Uh, for this year. Not only that, uh, also named a first team all-star. So I think it's, I, I think it probably did Jordan Harris a lot of good to stick around in the NCAA this year. For sure. And he went back, uh, he was named captain, uh, went back, wanted to, to finish his season and he wanted to have an opportunity uh, to go to the Frozen Four. Of course, Northeastern has been uh, terrific um, and uh, finished atop the, the Hockey East standings um, and, and in no small part helped by uh, Jordan Harris. Uh, there were three Northeastern uh, players uh, named to the first All-Star team, Jordan Harris, Devin Levi, and Aiden McDonough. Um, in addition, uh, on that Northeastern team, there was a player uh, named to the uh, the rookie all-star team. Uh, his name is Jack Hughes. No, not that Jack Hughes. The son <laughs> of Kent Hughes. That's right. Uh, the draft eligible uh, Jack Hughes and Sam Constantino, our friend Sam, I think has him listed in his most recent rankings in the first round at uh, pick number 20. Well... I think uh, I think he's going to be one to keep an eye on. And we've talked about that on the show as, you know, Kent Hughes has already been asked about him. Kent Hughes has said, I will defer to the scouting staff, whatever they tell me. Um, you know, if they tell me uh, come draft time and, and he's available and they say we think he's the best available pick, well, then we'll, we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. And yes, we're expecting the Canadians to have a top three, four, five pick Um by virtue of the, the how they finish, but also uh, they have one extra pick, which uh, is going to come from from Calgary, and uh, and maybe others as as yeah. uh, the trade before the trade deadline, as they uh, trade other uh, members of the the Canadians. Um, I I shouldn't forget to mention uh, Jaden Struble also at Northeastern. Mm-hmm. Um, so as they move into uh, the playoffs this weekend, uh, it's uh, Northeastern as a team to watch. And and you know we don't know what's going to happen with with Jordan Harris, um, a really strong prospect. Uh, I don't take anything from the fact that uh, he wanted to finish his senior year. No. Um, and uh, there's a good relationship that Ken Hughes has, and, and there's every expectation um, that uh, the Canadians will be able to sign him to an ELC. 
Absolutely. Um, and uh, we'll, we'll anxiously await that announcement at some point, uh, some, some point soon, hopefully. Uh, so we will be sure to keep you updated, of course, not only on the Laval Rocket, but all of the Canadians' prospects, uh, no matter what league they're playing in. Of course, the best way to do that is to be sure to check in daily at ahlreport.com and uh, check out our content there. Also, listen and subscribe to our sister podcast, to this uh, podcast, that is called The Press Zone, hosted by myself and Rick. Uh, and that comes out every Tuesday. Uh, you can find that at thepresszone.fm. Uh, on last week's podcast, if you happen to miss uh, this past Tuesday's episode of The Press Zone, Patrick Williams, of course, joined us for another edition of the AHL Hot Stove. We had some really fascinating topics to talk about. Uh, you know, you, you just mentioned Otto Leskinen, of course, looking for a new contract to finish out the season now that his team had left the KHL. Uh, we took a, a deep look at that topic with Patrick this week, talking about, um, you know, what is going to be the potential impact to the AHL with a mass exodus of North American players uh, leaving the KHL because of world events. Uh, it was a really interesting conversation and, and a lot to think about and chew on as we move into the offseason this summer. Uh, also talked about some AHL news and, and some great uh, things that um, the Manitoba Moose were doing uh, on an autism acceptance night. So be sure to check out the latest episode of The Press Zone and subscribe. And uh, we look forward to having you listen to the show. Uh, speaking of listening, we've got some audio that we want to uh, bring to you to listen. We mentioned this at the top of the show. Uh, Rick, one of those guys that uh, when we talked about um, how how the Canadians have performed over the last week, you mentioned a couple of times that Arturi Lekkonen's name has come up again and again uh, because of the contributions that he's making on the ice. Um, you know, he's kind of heating up right at the right moment. Uh, we, it's been no secret on, on past shows that we've talked about the fact that he could definitely be, uh, be a trade ship. Um, and uh, Jake Evans actually was asked about playing with Arturi Lekkonen and uh, young Mr. Evans had some, some great things to say. First off, he's just been a great friend of mine. Um, I've always loved playing with him um, in the dressing room, just off the ice. He's one of those guys that's always having fun. He's you know, never getting too down on himself or too down on the team and he's always trying to bring some energy and then on the ice, especially, he's, he's played great this season. Um, he's always defensively responsible, and, and he's always getting some chances, and now they're obviously starting to go in more. So um, he's a guy you can look up to with how hard he works and um, just how good he is defensively, and now offensively he's contributing a lot more too. So uh, just been a great player and a great teammate. Real strong words from, from Jake. Evans, mm -hmm. uh, Arturi Lekkonen, someone that uh, Jake Evans obviously looks up to. Um, Arturi Lekkonen is the type of player who makes uh, his line mates better. Mm -hmm. um, he's uh, very consistent. His work ethic is top notch. Um, he's always going to give you, there's other players that you hear, oh, he, he, you know, gives full effort, which is may or may not be true, but, but there's no one who has the work ethic of Arturi Lekkonen, um, the, his, his work on the forecheck to create turnovers, uh, being defensively responsible as penalty kill work, uh, and, and not now, not only creating chances for his line mates, but taking advantage of uh, uh, some underrated offensive skill to uh, to be moving up and and uh, 
uh, you know, t- tied uh, for goal scoring, uh, for second in goal scoring for the Canadians. So um, we, we've heard for weeks and weeks that he's a hot commodity in the trade market. And, uh, you know, he's also the kind of guy who can be effective off the ice in the locker room and can have a positive impact on on uh, other players with his positive attitude. And that's what Jake Evans was speaking to right there. Absolutely. Now, with Joel Edmondson coming back into the lineup tonight, of course, uh, some of his teammates were asked about uh, the impact of that and and their thoughts on Edmondson finally getting to make his, his season debut. And speaking of strong words, Chris Weidman had a lot of really positive things to say about Joel Edmondson. His impact on this team, even while he hasn't been playing, is, is unbelievable. He's had a, you know, a tough year with uh, some personal things and some injuries, but uh, you know, I, I, I've only been around him for you know, a couple months. I love the guy. He's, he's like a brother, and uh, he treats everybody like a brother. So um, he's a huge part of this team, and we're all excited to have him back. The guys won a cup. He's, he's a guy that uh, you know, guys can look up to on the ice, but uh, away from the rink, the way the guys gravitate to him is uh, is pretty unique. You don't see that a lot, uh, a lot in this league. Guys, you know, have families and do different things, but Eddie's a guy that uh, he'd give you the shirt off his back, but it'd be like five sizes too big for me. So. <laughs> A little bit of a joke from <laughs> Chris Weidman. Uh, we should say the Canadians' audio um, was that's audio that they provided. Week. Yeah, it, on the road trip, it was just terrible. Uh, it was just nothing but rumbling in in one side if you listen to it, and and uh, um, some some scratchy mess on the other uh, in, in the other channel. So we're sorry about that, but uh, that's uh, hopefully the Canadians uh, get that fixed <laughs> yeah. uh, before they head to Philadelphia. Um, uh, really interesting comments by Chris Weidman on uh, Joel Edmondson because um, um, one thing, Chris Weidman, it, it, you know, he he hasn't had he hasn't ever seen Joel Edmondson um, on the ice in a in a, the same jersey because um, uh, Chris Weidman just joining the team this year. But also, Chris Weidman has been around. He's been uh, on a number of teams. He has experience in the NHL and and the KHL. Um, and he talks about um, Edmondson and his effect on the team, even though he wasn't able to participate in any games up until now. Uh, and talking about how he's a bit of a magnet for other players. Uh, they just like him and gravitate to him. Mm-hmm. Um, and and uh, uh, Evan said that uh, he's the guy with the best uh, playlist. Um, right. <laughs> and they missed that part because they've had to put up with Nick Suzuki's playlist this year, said, said Jake Evans. Um, yeah, he said, it's really hard to choose to fill. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, um, a big impact on the leadership side, uh, and Edmondson has been able to contribute to that, even though he hasn't been a part of a lineup until uh, now. Absolutely. Um, it's it's. I will be curious to see how instantaneously or not Joel Edmondson meshes into the lineup um you know it's going to be I think the first period is going to be a little rough for him probably um but how quickly will he be able to uh adapt settle down and 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 kind of get back to to the business at hand it'll be it'll be interesting to watch him this weekend for sure um as far as uh some general hockey news and notes um did you hear the NHL is bringing back the reverse retro jerseys next season. Yay or nay? 
I think Canadians <laughs> fans were really split uh, last so year on the on the blue. Um, my, and they were bad luck. And they were yes, you're right. They didn't play well when wearing the blue. Um, I had kind of a, a a split opinion on it in that I thought that the jerseys looked good off the ice. I thought that yes. that on you know as a fan jersey and fans seem to like to wear them. Um, they look kind of striking, but on the ice, they looked awful. It didn't look like the Montreal Canadiens. It mm-hmm. looked like the Rangers. Um, and, and as you said, uh, they didn't pl- play well when they were wearing those jerseys. So will those be brought back or will we get uh, all new uh, designs uh, next year for the reverse retro? League wide, I liked the concept of the reverse retro. There were some teams that if there's anybody who's going to redo theirs, I hope Winnipeg does. Mm-hmm. Because those were really bad. Um, Toronto was bad. Toronto was bad. Um, Philly, could you please get rid of the white armpit thing? <laughs> that was really bad. But I did like, you know, um, Minnesota's nod to the North Stars and the Nordique, um, the Colorado, Nord- the yeah. Nordique one that that Colorado did. Uh, there were a few that really truly embraced the retro part of the reverse retro name. Um, and I liked those a lot and I, I would like to see more of that. Um, so I'll be curious. I, I, I'm for the Habs. I didn't love them. And, and yes, they didn't, they didn't perform well while wearing them, but I will be anxious to see what, if the designs for, for the entire league look different or not. And if so, are they going to get better or worse? (laughs) Um, if you really want something to, if if you enjoy nothing more than getting onto Twitter and having mind-numbing debates with people, then this next news topic is right up your alley just in time for the weekend. <laughs> uh, because reportedly, uh, it's not going to, I should say that it's not expected to be announced until after the trade deadline because of the uh, expected term. But it is being reported that the Carolina Hurricanes are about to sign young Yasperi Kotkaniemi to an eight-year contract looking at just under $5 million per. Um, and um, if you don't want to hear bad takes about this, then stay off Twitter today <laughs> because it is all anyone is talking about. Um, I, For me, I say good for KK if this is true. Um, you know, everyone... everyone wanted to to kind of turn their nose up at him and at at Don Waddell for for the offer sheet for KK accepting it uh f- for him going to the Canes for for them winning that whole uh that whole battle last summer and then of course they've been obsessed with uh, nitpicking and critiquing every little thing he's done all season he's been called a bust all season long not by Carolina folks, but by Montreal folks. Uh, he's a bust. They don't like him. Um, you know, they regret paying him the kind of money that they paid him this year. There's no way they're going to sign him long term. Um, if, <laughs> first of all, he's not playing terribly, uh, he's playing decently. Uh, he's playing solidly as he continues to develop. And if he ends up with an eight-year contract at about $5 million a year, I say bravo, Yasperi Kakinyemi, way to go. Good job. 
for sure. Um, it, it's really sad. It's it's really sad. The, the Canadians had an opportunity. Uh, they made their their choice uh, with a third overall pick for Yasperi Kotkaniemi. Whether you agree or you disagree with that at the time, um, we didn't uh, generally agree. Um, and and please, if anybody out there said, "Oh, they should have picked Kachuk," Kachuk wasn't in the picture at no. that time. No. You know, it's it's great uh, going back and 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 revisiting that and rewriting history, but Kachuk wasn't, and, and they would have said if the Canadians picked Kachuk, it was a reach at the time. Uh, he wasn't in the conversation. Um, but the Canadians chose him and then absolutely botched his development as they have with every, almost every other prospect yep. uh, that they have. Uh, Mark Bergevin, disaster. Um, again, whether you, whether you agreed with the tactics of Carolina or not, uh, Mark Bergevin was 0-2 with respect to offer sheets. And you don't let that happen to one of your uh, top prospects. You just don't. He, 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 that, that was a disaster for, for Mark Bergevin. Um, and, and then all of the, the piling on and, and, and the going out of their way to, to discredit uh, Kotkaniemi um, is just been really tasteful and and yes I'm pointing the finger at faint my finger at the the uh, Montreal media especially the French media who have just uh, carved up Kanyemi all, all season and he's had a pretty good season mm-hmm. um, 11 goals 12 uh, where would 11 goals be on this uh, Canadians rush 11 mm. goals 12 assists for 23 points. Uh, in 54 games and has, has contributed to the power play. And this is a plan by the Carolina Hurricanes to introduce him, to let him be comfortable uh, back at center. Remember, uh, Dom Ducharme had moved him to the wing. Um, and with the, you know, perhaps, uh, Trocek's going to leave. There, there would the, the Carolina Hurricanes are planning uh, a succession plan here to have Kotkaniemi take over that second line center spot. So, um, you know, if he signs for four and a half million, four point two five million, um, you know, it, uh, for those saying that that uh, oh well, they they don't uh, uh, they're not going to match the six million. Of course not. That six million included an acquisition cost. That's what it cost Carolina the extra two million to get him. Um, that's what it, it, it took. Uh, so he was never going to get that money. No. Um, I, 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 I'm just, you know, Renan Lavoie has been on this uh, since day one. Uh, a week ago, he put out an article in TVI saying, um, oh, you may have heard that the rumors about um, uh, Kakinemi signing an extension. According to Renan Lavoie, it was not going to happen. His future does not lie lie with the Carolina Hurricanes. Uh-huh. Um, he belongs in the press box. His work oh, ethic is yeah. terrible. And, the, and from what I'm hearing, uh, the Carolina Hurricanes want to get rid of him. It's all nonsense, utter nonsense to drive a narrative. Uh, so don't be, don't be listening to it. Again, uh, this is something that's going to evolve uh, right now. Uh, if it's an eight-year term, he cannot sign until after the trade deadline. Um, and uh, so Andy Strickland reported and and uh, Chris Johnson has chimed in that expect it to be a long contract, seven or eight years, and that, that it won't be completed until after the March 21st trade deadline. And all I say is congratulations to <laughs> Jesperi Kotkaniemi. Exactly. 
And uh, congratulations to the Carolina Hurricanes. They're getting a great player for a long time. Um, Want to mention something a little fun. And uh, I even had a little fun with this on uh, the new episode of Habs Hockey Report on the All Habs YouTube channel this week. And that would be the rookie dinner. You mentioned that the earlier in the, in the segment that uh, the Habs were in Vancouver were quite a while for quite a while. Well, uh, that provided a perfect opportunity for the annual rookie dinner to take place. Um, they got off a little easy this year because they had seven of them to split the tab, not just a couple. Because uh, since last year's rookie dinner uh, never happened because of the pandemic, uh, that meant last year's rookie class joined together with this year's rookie class. Uh, so they had a few more. Uh, Made the bill a little more palatable, uh, I guess. Although Cole Caulfield called it eye-opening. He did. <laughs> And the rookies, yeah, this extravagant dinner, the rookies split the bill. Typically, it's a couple, two or three, uh, but they had seven uh, that were able to to split that. And poor Corey Schooneman, who, um, you know, was there to, uh, to, to split the bill, but then was returned to Laval just after. Well, you know, at least he got some lobster. <laughs> uh, from the Blue Water Cafe in Vancouver. And if you saw the pictures, my goodness. If you saw the pictures, my good. If you saw the pictures of uh, the seven of them in wetsuits and uh, water wings and flippers that they had to walk around Vancouver in, you would have you would have liked that as well. <laughs> um, and I should say um, that didn't go down so well with. And and we we even got some some emails and a text about. Uh, uh, the extravagance, uh, given given what uh, mm-hmm. is going on in the world, uh, given given the, the inflationary, the the gas prices, uh, that uh, um, there's one email that was was not very happy that the Canadians were were flaunting the the extravagance. So uh, let's just let's just keep that in mind too. That's well, it's true. There's a lot of people struggling. Um, so it's kind of all puts things in perspective sometimes and and not everyone receives everything the same way as we used to pre-pandemic um it's it's views have changed on on some things um we've mentioned that the seattle kraken are coming to the bell center tonight saturday night for uh the canadians first game home after their road trip uh and they will be greeted by a bounty of fans as the bell center returns to full capacity tonight it's pretty exciting it's the first time uh since december 9th uh so it's been three months um last time that uh, the canadians had a full building at the bell center uh it was uh, mark andre Fleury uh shutting them out going on to his 500th career uh win uh, so that was that seems like um, a half a, a season ago, ago. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but that's the last time there was a full building. Um, kind of historic, uh, the, the Kraken's first uh, visit to uh, the Bell Center, and and uh, they'll be greeted with a, a full building. First time that that Marty St. Louis, as as head coach, will have a full Bell Center. Will be interesting. Also, the Canadians announced today that uh, starting tonight, they are uh, doing something um, 
they're they're starting an initiative to assist with global matters and and help out the the situation happening in Ukraine right now, uh, partnering with UNICEF. Uh, so the Canadians are essentially uh, they will be accepting donations from fans at the door tonight. Um, there is also uh, a link that you can go to if you'd like to make donations that way. Um, and uh, a portion of the uh, 50-50 raffle at tonight's game uh, that fans can purchase raffle tickets in an attempt to win the 50-50. Uh, proceeds from that will also go uh, all to UNICEF. Um, so essentially the Canadians are are kind of giving fans a few different ways that fans can make contributions to this cause and and the Canadians will then make one single you know donation on on behalf of the fans who contribute over to UNICEF uh, to help the situation in Ukraine. Uh, Tree Carlisle Sports as well. Um, portion of the profits will go to to UNICEF. This is essentially the the Canadians are providing. They're a vehicle uh, for fan donations. So let's be clear here. Uh, this support of UNICEF, this support of the situation in Ukraine, in Ukraine is coming from the fans of the Montreal Canadiens. Um, I'd really love to see the Montreal Canadiens step up and do something. I'd really love to see Jeff Molson step up and do something. Mm-hmm. This effort, they're, they're, they're facilitating it, but this is, these are fan donations. Let's, let's be clear about that. The Canadians, right. to this point... Are not doing anything. Not yet. Let's see if let's see if that changes. Um, before we move to the next item, I do want to confirm what uh, something we talked about earlier in this segment. Cedric Paquette has in fact been placed on waivers. It is now official. So just wanted to update uh, Thank you. listeners on that. Um, Cole Caulfield certainly is one of the guys on the ice who has seen uh, kind of a renaissance uh, of his game under Marty Saint Louis. Now that Dom Ducharme was sent packing um, and. Uh, he's certainly, uh, we've seen him smiling a lot more. We've seen him celebrating goals a lot more. And as such, uh, Rick, he was named the Molson cup recipient for the month of February. Congratulations to Cole Caulfield. Yeah. He's, he's been a different player. Uh, as I said, I think that, uh, Arturi Lekkonen, um, but kind of a dark horse choice, not as, as popular, uh, but he had the best uh, month, uh, but uh, happy to see Cole Caulfield uh, giving a boost to his conf- confidence and name the uh, Molson Cup recipient. Absolutely. Uh, there was another uh, uh, honoree uh, that was announced recently. Guy Lafleur has been named by Hockey Canada to the Order of Hockey as a distinguished honoree for 2022. So congratulations to Guy Lafleur. He's been going through a tough time, as we referred to on last week's podcast, uh, had treatment, undergoing treatments, um, and is resting at home now. Now, he wasn't able to be at the announcement um, in Niagara Falls, and uh, we're not sure whether he'll be able to be at the, uh, the tribute night in the golf tournament that'll be held in Niagara Falls in June. Uh, but he uh, um, submitted a statement and said, uh, quote, it's certainly a great honor bestowed upon me. I'm humbled and grateful for this recognition. And I'd like to thank the selection committee of the order in Canada, order of hockey in Canada for this uh, tribute. Um, 
this was this is a, an award that was established in uh, 2012. Um, other Canadians, Montreal Canadians, have been uh, named to this, um, including Jean Beliveau, Serge Savard, Scotty Bowman, Ken Dryden, and so this seems a very fitting honor for uh, Guy Lafleur. Congratulations to Guy. All right, uh, we are going to take our first break here on the Canadians Connection podcast. Uh, Still to come uh, up in the third period, we're going to tackle that question of the week, of course. Uh, Who do you think will be the next player traded away from the Montreal Canadiens? Let us know. uh, Leave us a response at All Habs on Twitter or on the All Habs fan page on Facebook. But coming up next in our big topic segment, uh, we're going to discuss the calm before the storm. What what is brewing? Why, Why has... The trade line kind of stalled. Now there's been a, it's been very quiet, particularly for the Montreal Canadiens, who are supposed to be sellers right now. Uh, so Rick and I are going to take a, a closer look at that in the next segment. So stay with us. This is the Canadians Connection podcast on Rocket Sports Radio. The NHL season has been packed with dirty dangles, hat tricks, and big wins. As the action rolls on, DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, has your shot to win big, too. New customers can bet just $1 on any team and get $150 in free bets if they win. That's right. A bump in the win column for your team means free bets for you. Now, if Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you still have a shot to light the lamp. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Hockey Contests. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN. Bet just $1 on any NHL team and get $150 in free bets if they win. That's promo code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. 21 or over, restrictions apply. See show notes for details. And welcome back to the Canadians Connection podcast on Rocket Sports Radio. Uh, I'm Amy Johnson. Uh, you can find me on Twitter, by the way, at Flyers Roll. Give me a follow. I don't bite, promise. Uh, neither does uh, Rick Stevens, who is with me in the studio, our president and founder of Rocket Sports. And uh, you should give him a follow as well. You can find him at All Habs on Twitter. Uh, Of course, if you are a fan of this show, uh, we certainly would welcome you to follow us, uh, the show, on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. That's uh, at Habs Connection on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Visit our website at CanadiansConnection.com. And just another friendly reminder to please subscribe to the podcast. Uh, You can do that either in the player uh, on our website or on your favorite podcast app, Spotify, Apple, uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Music, you name it. Uh, and uh, we would love to have you as a listener each and every week. Uh, So this, uh, as promised, in this segment, it's our big topic. It's called The Calm Before the Storm. Uh, You know, the NHL trade deadline, believe it or not, we're just about a week away, like just over a week away from the Mm -hmm. trade deadline. It's crazy. Uh, But uh, things have been really, really quiet on the trade front. Um, There was a, a little blip of a flurry of activity, um, and then it's been it's been really quiet. Um, 
there's a lot of expectations from from fans. I think from um, from from the media, from probably within the organization itself, uh, for the transformation of the Montreal Canadiens. I think some fans are starting to get a little impatient. Um, you know, we're going to take a look at what. First of all, why things have been so quiet. You know, Rick, you've you've even preached over and over again for the last month, start trading these guys, particularly once Toffoli was packaged out. You know, do exactly that. Uh, as soon as they start performing well, get the best price for them, get them out of the lineup uh, before injuries start happening. We see Jeff Petrie, we were, oh boy, Jeff Petrie's going to get injured. Then what's going to happen? Uh, you know, it's, there's no need to wait around. Like, don't, don't, get a good get a good price for what you're offering but it's taken a little bit longer than i think we thought well it's interesting that kent hughes um now this goes back uh 10 days or so uh said publicly um kind of uh, shot across the bow said uh we're not going to wait uh if we get a good offer uh we're going to uh we're going to go ahead uh we're not going to wait till the last minute uh for the absolute best offer um, and I think he was hoping to, to kickstart the, uh, the, the market and, and nothing happened, uh, n- nothing happened at all. Um, so it's, 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 a, it's real interesting. And I, I, I know he's from the Ottawa senators. I, I know that, that, um, you know, uh, the Canadians fans don't, don't like the senators, but it was Ottawa senators, general manager, uh, Pierre Dorian, who said this week, quote, in all my years as GM, this has been the quietest. He's talking about the trade deadline. Um, and and that's that's got to be, uh, Kent Hughes doesn't want to hear that. Canadians fans don't want to hear that. The, the one year where, where the Canadians are guaranteed sellers, they want to, uh, to, to move uh, contracts. They want to move uh, players who are not part of their future. Uh, it's a quiet market. That's that's tough to hear for Canadians fans who, as you said, are getting increasingly impatient. Well, and and you know, I think a lot of people are wondering why is it so quiet. I mean, do prices need to come down? Are are are, are GMs asking for too much? Is it is there hesitation about going too early this year? I mean, for Canadians fans, they're used to sitting around being bored on trade deadline day. I mean, Duffy. Duffy even makes the the annual joke that they need to come up with a lot more content on 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 trade deadline day because it's they're filling so many hours with things that aren't trade news. <laughs> it's quiet uh, because uh, and we keep hearing um, uh, analyst after analyst say this that it's a buyer's market. Um, the buyers are in control. Why are they in control? Is because there are very few teams chasing a large number of, of available assets. Um, teams, buyers have options uh, so they can afford to wait and they can afford to wait for prices to come down. The market is kind of been set by l- the last trade deadline. And so the Canadians, um, we know that that Ben Sherrod is available. Ken uh, Hughes has been plain about that uh and and it's it's a certainty that that uh, ben Sherratt will be uh traded um mm-hmm. but it's you know the price was kind of set by david savard last year who who went for a first and a third and so 
that's tended to be the ask uh, for Ben Sherrod, a first and a third, reportedly. Um, uh, now, uh, apparently the Canadians have even added a sweetener to that uh, in saying that they're willing to retain some cap, uh, even though Sherrod has a very um, easily digestible contract um, and, and still there hasn't been movement. And that's because there are other defensemen, other choices um, available. And, and that's what's now, um, but, but this, this can change uh, with one trade, and and once uh, the, the the options become a little more limited uh, for general managers, uh, then it gets the ball rolling, and we might see uh, a flurry of trades. There's also um, there's also the cap, and this was a really interesting little piece of of information. Elliot Friedman was the first to report that. There are teams who are interested in acquiring Shea Weber's contract to bring them to the cap floor. Um, A, uh, okay, that's that that was something that we hadn't heard uh, even even mentioned or or hinted at. Uh, And B, how do we even feel about that? (laughs) About Shea Weber's contract uh, potentially being being moved. Um, He is the captain of this team. Well, it, it's interesting in that the way that Shea Weber's contract is uh, has been structured, um, and and that is that uh, his his cap hit remains at that seven point eight million, seven point nine million, um, but the actual cash payout uh, goes from six million this season to three million next season, and then. One million a year for the, the the final three years. So it over the final four years, it's only a cash layout of six million dollars, um, but you get the benefit, or or teams near near the the uh, salary floor get the benefit of a bigger cap number, a bigger cap charge, even though they don't have to put out uh, that amount of cash. That's attractive for a team like Arizona, who who may be struggling to get to that cap floor. Um, now there was some rumors that Minnesota, uh, I think it was Michael Russo, the reporter, the beat reporter for the wild said that the wild might be, re- uh, interested. That was kind of shot down, uh, and something that was revealed and Elliot Friedman said he wasn't aware of it is that if, uh, teams trade for a, a player who's on LTIR, that player must be activated first. So you, you must have the available cap room to absorb the full number before then you, he's put on um, um, LTIR and and you get that cap, cap relief back. Um, so that, that greatly limits the number of teams who would be interested in Shea Weber. Uh, but just interesting this week that we learned that that uh, it's it's possible that Shea Weber and his contract uh, could be traded before the trade deadline. Now, speaking of defensemen, uh, one of those who, uh, in my opinion, absolutely uh, package him up, send him out, uh, and and I think you could get some some decent return for uh, would be Brett Kulak. Um, you know, Brett Kulak is kind of one of those those quiet players on the ice. Um, kind of flies under the radar sometimes, but uh, we've we've seen Rick um, throughout the season and even even recently 
um, that that he's getting a bit of attention uh, and certainly would be a an absolutely uh, serviceable depth addition uh, to to any blue line uh, for teams that are that are needing just a little bit of support uh, further down their lineup. Brett Kulak has has been given more opportunity this year because of the Canadian the way the the Canadians. Um, uh, roster has been um, now he's been playing with Jeff Petrie and given uh, Petrie's resurgence, resurgence uh, Kulak has been playing um, better as well now is that going to change are his minutes going to be reduced uh, with uh, Edmondson coming back probably but he has already has a pretty uh, good resume uh, for this season under his belt um, he's been integrated into the penalty kill uh, for the first time. He's a puck-moving defenseman. He's not going to be uh, the physical presence, um, but he could be a, a pretty good depth move. Um, and and we saw that um, you know the Canadians acquired John Merrill for a, a fifth-round pick. Could could Brett uh, Kulak um, get that kind of a, a return? I would say so. Um, and, uh, you know, should be someone under consideration, um, given that, uh, he's a UFA at the end of the season. Now there was a lot of reaction when Darren Dreger reported this week that teams are starting to, uh, pick up the phone and call Kent Hughes about Yoel Armia. Um, and I, I, I mean, for me, I say, okay, call about UL Armia. Uh, I, I think I think you could get a I think you could get a good return for UL Armia. When Drager uh, announced this um, on TSN six ninety, he began it. His introduction was, "I know you're going to fall out of your chairs uh, by <laughs> with this news." Um, but Joel Armia is uh, Joel Armia had a terrific playoff for the Canadians last year. He's had an up and down season, of course, um, but. But, you know, uh, folks are looking for, teams are looking for um, uh, um, help, that uh, depth help, um, uh, uh, teams of players who can contribute during the, the playoffs. There's, there's uh, no better puck possession kind of uh, player than, than uh, Yol Armia, and, and he's, he'll be able to turn that on in, in the playoffs so think the uh, the teams who might be interested, um, and and uh, would be a welcome move, I think, uh, given that that he has a three point four million dollar contract uh, this season, and then for the next three seasons um, signed till the twenty twenty four twenty five season. So it would be very helpful for Kent Hughes if he could get that number off the books. Absolutely. Uh, now, this is a name that we've talked uh, a lot about in the first segment, and so we'll bring him up again. That's Arturi Lekkonen. Um, honestly, you even said it, Rick, that you would have put him up for, for contention for the Molson Cup for the month of February. Uh, he's been one of the Canadians' best players, if not the best player. Um, I kind of have always called him uh, kind of the dark horse of of the Montreal Canadiens. He's he's one of the most underrated players on the team. Um, I remember last season, the beginning of last season, I had put out a tweet in the first couple of games of the either the preseason or the regular season talking about um, just admonishing people for the fact that they never give Arturi Lekkonen any credit. And I got absolutely... I got absolutely piled on on Twitter for that. And then he turned around and every time he scored, I just retweeted that. <laughs> I was like, you all want to troll me? I'll troll you right back. Arturi Lekkonen 
you heard Jake Evans say it in the first in the first um, segment. And, and Rick, we've said it here plenty of times. You've said it plenty of times. Just his defensive responsibility as a forward alone makes him uh, a valuable part of any forward core for a team. But his offensive touch, I think people are just starting to really understand how offensive Arturi Lekkanen can be. He's a Finn, but he's the true Swiss Army knife in in that he can play anywhere in your lineup and can contribute to every part of the lineup. Um, he's he, as I say, he drives uh, he he drives offensive play. He he creates chances, and now he's finishing uh, those chances. So. Uh, all of those who were saying um, last year, um, get him out of the lineup, have uh, completely flipped and are saying, no, 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 don't trade uh, Arturi Lekkanen. Uh, those are the kinds of comments we're getting on Facebook.com slash AllHabs uh, at our fan page. Um, the, this is a real nice uh, problem for Kent Hughes. You know, he, he said... Uh, and he's repeated about Kent, uh, um, sorry, um, Hextall. Um, what's his first name? Why Ron. Ron Hextall, <laughs> yes. Why did I forget that? That's all right. Um, he said that, that the advice he got from Ron Hextall was uh, don't get into a game where you're buying high and selling low. Mm-hmm. In this case, um, uh, Arturi Lekkanen is, is, is playing as well as he's played in his career you're going to sell. Uh, you're going to sell high on him, or uh, you keep him and and let him a great contract, uh, RFA at the at the end of the season. Uh, you're going to keep him and have him part be part of your rebuild. Uh, so a great problem to have. Um, but I I think for those who love uh, Lackanen, it would be great to see him go to a team. Um, and get another opportunity uh, at a Stanley Cup uh, where he will contribute, uh, be a strong con- uh, contributor in the playoffs. You mentioned that one of the reasons uh, that it would be advantageous for the Canadians to trade Yoel Armia is uh, his cap hit. And that's really something we should we, we should mention is that Yes, uh, Kent Hughes is looking to uh, improve the lineup, but he also needs to do a lot of work to reduce the cap uh, that he has to deal with. Don't forget, it has been reported that he is expected to be very aggressive in free agency this summer. And we have mentioned this in the last couple of weeks, that in order for him to do that, he is going to need to have cap space to work with. And when you've got guys on the payroll, like Brendan Gallagher at $6.5 million, Jeff Petrie, six point to $5 million. Uh, Jonathan Duran still coming in at $5.5 million. Mike Hoffman, a million dollars less than that. Uh, Dvorak, right around $4.5 million as well. And then Armia and Paul Byron, both at three and $3.4 million each. That is a ton of salary tied up in those players. Canadians are more than $93 million in cap. They got to get that number down. I mean, the deadline isn't the the, the trade deadline. Um, it's something he will work on and work on uh, in the summer as well. Uh, but it's his mission to reduce that cap hit. And, and we mentioned those names because none of those players uh, that you just mentioned is earning his his paycheck. None no, of them. None. Uh, they're all overpaid. Um, we know that. 
we know that the the market for Jeff Petrie, uh, he's he's uh, uh, scouts have said you know his his worth is around five million maybe uh, certainly not six point two five. Jonathan Duran has never been worth the money that that he's been paid. Brendan Gallagher on the downside is is not worth uh, you know the six and a half million that. Uh, he's going to be paid this year and uh, for a very long time. Dvorak has uh, been what uh, the the analytics people said he was going to be. That's That was a desperate uh, trade and, and that hasn't worked out. Um, so all of if if um, uh, Kent Hughes is able to trade any of those numbers, it'll be a bonus uh, prior to the trade deadline. We keep saying it's going to get interesting as the trade deadline gets closer. Well, it's crunch time now. (laughs) So by the time we all reconvene here again in another week for the next episode of the Canadians Connection podcast, we will be 48 hours away from the trade deadline. Um, I would... I would hope, I think Rick would hope, I think fans would hope, and I certainly uh, think Kent Hughes is going to hope that there's going to be some trade news for us to talk about in a week because uh, the time has come. And uh, we'll see how many of these names are still wearing the CH uh, in another week. It'll be interesting. Uh, We're going to take our final break here on the Canadians Connection podcast. Uh, We're going to let you have your say. Up next, we're going to read replies to your question of the week, which is uh, who of those, or maybe it's not one that we even talked about today, but who do you think is going to be the next guy to get traded away from the Montreal Canadiens organization this season? Um, And so we've got uh, lots of that and uh, also some fan correspondence to share with you as well, which is always a lot of fun. So stay with us. You're listening to the Canadians Connection podcast on Rocket Sports Radio. The Canadians Connection is proud to be a partner of Rocket Sports Media, digital media publishers of sports and entertainment websites. Their mission is to build a worldwide network of sports fans who are informed, engaged, entertained, and connected. Learn more about RSM, its team, and its portfolio of brands at rocketsportsmedia.com. I bet you enjoy sporting your best Habs jerseys, dressing up your kids and pets in the cutest Habs gear, and showing off your decked out hockey cave or fan ink. Well, don't just show your friends, show your Habs. The team at All Habs wants you to boast your finest pictures for our global network of Montreal Canadiens fans. Include the hashtag ShowYourHabs when posting your fan photos on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram. Then log on to ShowYourHabs.com to see your entries, along with photos and posts from Habs fans all over the world. A proud member of the Rocket Sports Media Network. If you're a business owner looking for the perfect platform to reach a targeted audience of customers, Rocket Sports Media is the solution. Our global hockey community provides unmatched social media reach to an attentive demographic of sports and entertainment fans. We can provide visibility to your company, helping you to engage and leverage this prime group of potential clientele. In addition, we also offer sponsorship opportunities for fan events and featured areas of website content, giving you name and logo recognition. Visit rocketsportsmedia.com to contact us regarding this unique marketing opportunity. For the most trusted source of news, analysis, and features about the Montreal Canadiens, their affiliates, and their prospects, log in to allhabs.net, your year-round resource for anything Habs-related. That's allhabs.net. 
And welcome back to episode 182 of the Canadians Connection podcast on Rocket Sports Radio. Uh, don't forget, you can follow at Habs Connection on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. And of course, visit our website at CanadiansConnection.com. You can check out uh, past episodes if you happen to miss an episode. Uh, or you can also subscribe to the podcast, share your favorite episode with friends. Uh, lots of stuff. Be sure to visit CanadiansConnection.fm. And of course, don't forget, this is an interactive podcast. We always love to hear from our fans. Text us anytime via the Rocket Sports text line at 5853-ROCKET. Uh, and uh, then in this segment, when we let you have your say, we might actually read some of your correspondence, like we're going to do today. Um, all right, uh, let's see here. Let's first, business first, then the fun. Uh, Rocket Sports Media, of course, plenty of content that comes to you throughout the week on all sorts of different platforms. Uh, if you've uh, missed anything over at All Habs Hockey Magazine, that's allhabs.net this week. Uh, you won't want to miss Chris G's Habs Notepad that comes out every Monday, gives you a comprehensive look at all of the, the latest news from the Habs and the Laval Rocket and Trois-Rivières Lions, uh, all in one handy uh, article for you every Monday. Also be on the lookout for Habs Headlines post. Uh, Rick does those on occasion uh, if there's uh, a lot of Habs news that's been happening. In fact, that happened this week. Uh, we had a great Habs Headlines post this week. And of course, each game day, you'll get a comprehensive game preview every afternoon that there is a game that's put together by uh, Rick and Cole and Sam. And of course, then Rick brings you really extensive game recaps after every single Montreal Canadiens game. So be sure to check those out at allhabs.net. Uh, here's a question for you. I'm going to ask you this as a personal question, personal favor. Have you subscribed to the All Habs YouTube channel? Well, if you haven't, could you do that? It's simple. You go over to YouTube and either search for All Habs Hockey Magazine or you just go directly to youtube.com slash allhabs. Hit the subscribe button. Hit the notification bell uh, in case you missed last week's show when we got a chance to announce uh, to you that uh, I am proud to to say that I am hosting a brand new weekly video series for Rocket Sports Media on the All Habs YouTube channel. It's called Habs Hockey Report. Uh, it's a weekly look at everything going on with the Habs and the Laval Rocket. We're going to feature some, uh, some exclusive interviews on the show. Uh, it's also a really interactive show. Uh, lots of fan involvement, lots of ways for you to have your voice be heard, uh, whether it's uh, through a mailbag or, or uh, we're asking kind of a weekly forum question, things of that nature. You can share photos with us. Uh, this past week, it was called Rookies and Road Trips. Uh, I had some things to say about that lobster dinner, Rick. <laughs> I'm still waiting for, 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 you know, some lobster to show up at my doorstep. But head over to the All Habs YouTube channel, youtube.com slash All Habs. We'd love to have you subscribe and watch uh, not super long. You're looking at like a 15 minute show every week. Uh, it's it's uh, just a it's a lot of fun, and I'd love to hear from you uh, if uh, if you're enjoying it. Terrific show. Uh, a little bit different than other things out there. You've you've seen fans uh, in the basement and ranting. That isn't this <laughs> show. This is a little bit more professional, and uh, and you do a great job. We've Thanks. had a great response, tremendous um, response, and yeah. uh, lots of new subscribers. We welcome you. And uh, we welcome any uh, any others who haven't yet subscribed. If you have have subscribed, uh, then just uh, recommend it to one of your friends and have them subscribe too. It 
really is the the best thing that you can do for us to help spread the news, particularly when we have a new program like that on YouTube, is to share it. Uh, there's always a share button right on on the YouTube post. Um, it's really super easy to do. You can like like the video, share the video, um, and it really leave helps. a comment. Leave a comment. I love the comments. I'm, I've our second episode. We had great comments from the last uh, the 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 pilot episode. I read a bunch of those responses uh, on the second episode. I plan to do so again next week. We've already got some mailbag questions coming in. Those are going to be read next week. So I'd love to add your questions about hockey and Habs uh, to it as well. So yeah, lots of fan interaction. Um, you heard in the last commercial break. I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna make this one more point. You heard in the last commercial break. We did a spot there about uh, hashtag Show Your Habs. Uh, it's a hashtag we've had here at Rocket Sports for years and years and years. Uh, it's it's a way that we encourage you to just share photos with the general Habs community of of. Uh, why you're such a great fan, you know, whether it's you and your in your favorite gear or maybe you got a new jersey that you just want to take a picture of or a new hat or you've got a cute kid that's wearing the CH or or Laval Rocket gear or your pets or whatever it is. Uh, post photos when you do that on social media, Twitter, Facebook, you name it. Just use the hashtag show your Habs. And uh, we're regularly going to be showing these on on the Habs Hockey Report YouTube channel show. Uh, so um, do it. Mm-hmm. We want to share. We we love. I love. I, it's really my favorite part of the show is how interactive it's going to be because we really want to be more in touch with our fans, like we are through the podcast. Uh, and so that's a great way to do it. Um, also, of course. Uh, be sure you're subscribed to all of our Rocket Sports Radio podcasts, both this one, uh, the Canadians Connection, and the Press Zone. We talked about that in in the first segment, uh, and you'd never want to miss an episode of either of those. Um, I can't wait to hear uh, answers, Rick, to to our question of the week this week, because um, that's a good question. Who is the next one? Who's 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 going to be the next one to go? Um, We've seen Tyler Toffoli. That's been the one big trade. The big trade. Um, The big trade. Brandon Baddock has left. Michael McNiven has left. But uh, Toffoli's been the one big trade. Who's who's the next name that you expect to be traded? I think it's going to be Sherratt. Um, But I... I could be wrong. And I'm curious to see what fans are going to think. So be sure, you know, use the Rocket text line, 5853-ROCKET. Um, leave us a comment uh, on on the post on the website or or just tweet to us at All Habs or at Habs Connection. Let us know. Um, we really do love to hear from our fans. Uh, it's it's to me, it's 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 why we do what we do with all of our Rocket Sports Media content, whether it's articles, whether it's game recaps, whether it's podcasts, whether it's videos. Um, really, we do it. For, we we do this for the fans of of the Montreal Canadiens, and we love to hear from them. And Rick, uh, you had a you had a great email that came in from a from a very long time reader listener viewer is <laughs> uh, always we can always rely on him for for some great feedback this is uh, an email uh, at info at allhabs.net uh, from uh, Dino uh, it goes by Le Petit Bill um, and uh, the the subject line is a gentleman's bet with a question mark uh-oh so he says hi Rick my friend I said I wouldn't mention his name <laughs> Oh no. Maybe maybe before I continue I should I should uh no I'll, I'll continue reading the, You'll continue, the email. Yeah. 
Uh, my friend, I said I would not mention his name. Mm-hmm. Um, this is the second time since I said that, that I've mentioned his name. <laughs> and for that, I apologize. But this is greater than me. Really? Here's a scoop. My CH karma tells me he's coming home. Oh. To put on the, the, the sweater once more. Oh. Come July 1st. Pernell Carl will be with us again. Oh, no, Dean. <laughs> Home where he belongs, where he was destined to be all along, and he will be named our captain. What? With a special blessing from our first lady, Elise Bellabo. I'll put a coffee on it. That's the bet. That's the gentleman's bet that he's, he's offering to put a, a gentleman's bet. And I should say that I'll take that bet for sure. This is, this is a fantastic email. Uh, and I love the bet. Um, he says, I'll put a coffee on it. I'll meet you down the 417 somewhere that, that uh, highway between Montreal and Ottawa. And he said, we'll exchange pleasantries. And of course, here he's referring to uh, Galvanism. Danny Galvan used to say that uh, uh, players were exchanging uh, pleasantries Pleasantries. when they were, you know, roughing it up a little bit. Um, Rick, it's going to happen, my friend. This is going to happen. It's meant to be. It's bigger than us. Uh, Cheers. And P.S. He says, how do I take my coffee? Just the coffee, my friend. No cream, no sugar. Uh, so this is a great email. Thank you uh, for this. And uh, yes, we will have a gentleman's bet about this uh, for a coffee. Um, and th- this this all uh, came about because uh, Devil's GM, um, Tom Fitzgerald, about a week ago, uh, met with P.K. Subban and told him and then told the world that uh, they will not be resigning. Uh, P.K. Subban, he is in the, the final year of... Uh, his contract, uh, $9 million uh, being paid to him this year. Uh, he will be an unrestricted free agent as of uh, J- July 1st. And that's uh, when um, uh, Dino is suggesting that the Canadians should dive in and uh, and sign him. Um, I, my, my feeling, I, I you know... There's a lot to overlook here. Um, there's an awful lot to overlook. P.K. Subban uh, didn't leave on the, the best of terms with his teammates. Um, perhaps only had one friend on the team, that being Dale Weiss, no longer with the team. Uh, he had his uh, debates. He had his friction with players like Brendan Gallagher. Uh, so there will be chemistry issues that will have to be uh, solved over if that's going to happen. Then you have to overlook um, his 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 conduct. Uh, I would say this year the number of slew footing and and questionable hits, um, and then finally it's just his his play. Um, he's not a nine. He's not anywhere near a nine million dollar play, a player anymore. Um, our friends at the fourth period say his value is somewhere in the the, the neighborhood of two to two point five million dollars. Um, you know, if, if the devils don't wait until, um, uh, the, and, and let him walk, if they try to trade him before the trade deadline, uh, they're going to need, they're going to have to retain some salary. The maximum that, uh, the team can retain is half. Uh, and the thought is that they need a third, uh, uh, team to take, uh, another half, another portion of that salary. Um, so we'll, we'll see, we'll see. I, I mean, uh, he's, 
he's an entertaining player, and I understand that that uh, there are still plenty of fans in Montreal who adore PK Subban, uh, including uh, including Le Bell. Dino. Yeah, and um, and would love to see him back to provide that. Uh, excitement in the in the lineup. Uh, Sam is is uh, one of our writers. Mm-hmm. Um, his Twitter name is is uh, includes uh, PK Subban. Um, I think Cole would love to see him back as well. Probably. Uh, so there are fans. There are, are are many people who would love to see him back. Um, it's going to take. I he's not coming at the trade deadline to the Montreal Canadiens. That would be silly, but. Uh, we'll see if the prediction comes true. And and yes, um, I will take the gentleman's bet on this. And we'll <laughs> let you know how that uh, turns out. Absolutely. We love it. And we love to hear from our fans. We really do. Um, it's, it's always great to get their perspective. And it's just a lot of fun for us. Uh, we... We write words that you read uh, each and every day. We we talk on the podcasts so that you can listen or on our video series uh, so that you can watch. Uh, but we like to hear your words and your voice. So uh, keep keep sending in those emails. Keep sending in your tweets and your texts. Uh, and, we, and we really appreciate that. And we'll share them. We absolutely mm-hmm. will share them. Um, so, yes, the Canadians now, uh, they had a slower week this week. Uh, that's not going to be the case in the week coming up. They've actually got a back-to-back this weekend. Saturday night, Sunday night. Blech. I don't know who decided that was a good idea. Uh, they're hosting the Seattle Kraken tonight, uh, Saturday night, and then they head to Philadelphia to take on the Flyers. Uh, I did notice uh, the Flyers are playing, I believe, an afternoon game today, and it was announced that Martin Jones was the starting netminder uh, for today's game for the Flyers. So uh, I would expect that that means that the Canadians will face Carter Hart tomorrow night. Uh, obviously, we won't know that for sure, but that's that would be my guess. Um then Tuesday, uh, they're back in the Bell Center uh, hosting the Arizona Coyotes on Tuesday night and the Dallas Stars on Thursday. So there's a lot of hockey coming up for the Habs in the next uh, five or six days here. And we'll be glad to bring it all to you. Absolutely. <clears throat> be sure you're checking out allhabs.net for game day previews each afternoon before those games uh, and uh, for post-game recaps after each one of those games. If you're going to any of those games, be sure to post a picture of yourself and or your friends or family. Use that hashtag, show your Habs. Uh, and then we'll be back here for another great episode of the Canadians Connection podcast next Saturday, March 19th. Uh, guess what? I'll be back in the chair with you again this next week. With hot chocolate again. Maybe. 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 The way the weather's been going in Pennsylvania, it might be 80 next Saturday. Um, so maybe I'll have Ice a lemonade. <laughs> yes, who knows? Uh, but I'll be here. I, that's all I can say is I will be here. It's all that matters. Uh, well, thank you so much for having me again. It was great. Uh, it's been a while since I've done a full show with you. Um, great to have so you here. It was a lot of fun. Thanks for thanks for having me. And uh, don't forget to subscribe to the Canadians Connection podcast because we don't want you to miss an episode. And we want to see you back here again next week for another episode of the Canadians Connection right here on Rock. Sports Radio. Click subscribe so you never miss an episode of Canadians Connection. Visit allhabs.net for breaking news about the Montreal Canadiens.